attention, citizens of planet Earth. This is a public service announcement. We have come to tell you that everything that you have been told is a lie. Hey, thanks for watching and or listening to the Lock Em Up Hoops podcast. This is Realistic Randy with Mastermind and Bold Barry. What's going on, guys? What's going on? How y'all doing? What's going good, good, on, good. bro? They're out, time, baby. they're out in Boston. I'm out in the Bay Area. Currently, the Portland Trailblazers and Los Angeles Clippers are about to tip off on TNT uh, as we're recording this podcast. But we're just going to go over the playoffs as it is right now. Uh, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, break down each series one by one, give our takes, what we think the final outcome is going to be, is, and probably reflect on a little bit of game one um, for each series. So uh, we're going to start with uh, Cleveland Cavaliers versus Detroit Pistons. Uh, Cavs beat the Pistons 106-101, barely uh, out at the uh, Quicken Loans Arena. And what we're going to do right now, we're going to start off. And I, before this series started, just to be fair, uh, I did text – both Mastermind and Bowberry saying that, you know, Detroit is going to be a tough out. I do expect the Cleveland Cavaliers to win this series. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But the Pistons could have won this game. They could, they very well could have won this game. It was neck and neck for the most part. At one point, Detroit was up seven points uh, late in the second half. Ultimately, at the end of the game, they fell apart. Mastermind, let's start with you. What do you make of this Detroit-Cleveland uh, Cavaliers series? What do you make of game one? And what do you think is going to be the ultimate outcome of this series? Uh, so this series, like you did, you did text us earlier today, letting us know that, you know, look out for the Pistons and that they will make this series a close one. Um, and y'all both I definitely agree. Just, huh? <laughs> and y'all both yeah. sneezed at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I this team is definitely a tough team. They, they're young talent. They have a one through five. Their bench is pretty solid and they're deep. Um, obviously, my only concern is for them is that they're really young. Um, their young nucleus is... Andre Drummond's like 21 years old. Reggie Jackson's about 23 years old. And um, the guy called Will Pope is about like 24 years old. So their nucleus is really young. Um, so I do ultimately think they could get a game in there. I think every game will be close. But I do think the Cavs can win in five or possibly a sweep just because, you know, the last five minutes of the game is where these vets really take over the game, which a.k.a. LeBron James, um, Kevin Love, you see what he did today. Kyrie Irving as well, who has also great game. Added, he had a great game, and Kyrie Irving also added his thirty um, today as well. So, um, but one caveat is I don't expect the Pistons to make as many threes that they did today. Uh, Marquise Morris, this guy made he made three. I said Marquise Marcus Marcus uh, Morris. He made three threes. Um, uh, what's his name? Caldwell Pope made uh, four threes, and Reggie Jackson hit two threes. So, um, I, I remember in the first half. Um, Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy were saying that they were shooting 62% from the three-point line. So, I mean, that's going to keep them in the game automatically. So I don't expect them to keep this up. Um, I do expect them, you know, to they'll come back to earth um, for game two and, and definitely still keep it competitive. But I don't see them um, bring this series past five games. Um, on, the key, on the Cavs side, you know, LeBron James – we know what he's going to do. He's, he's zero dark 30 right now. So he is, uh, <laughs> this guy, he's, he's locked and loaded right now. So he's going to bring it every night. Uh, I expect Kevin Love to have a big series this, as well. He has undersized forwards playing him. Tobias Harris is around six, eight. Uh, Marcus Morris is like Get six, seven. Get him some credit. I mean, I, 
showed up gonna, today. Gonna, like you see, he was in the post. He was in a lot. He was in the post a lot today, and I haven't seen that from him in a in a while. And I think Tyrone Lue uh, noticed that mismatch as well. So he's like, get your butt on the block because you have a size advantage over these guys. Um, but overall, uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining series. The Pistons are coming. Um, Cavs are coming as well. They're, they're, I expect them to go to the finals again. Um, outside of that, I think, it's, like I keep saying, it should be competitive, and I see this series going a sweep or five games. What about you guys? Bo Berry, what you got? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm just going to call this a clean, cold sweep, no matter how we spin it. Um, I would say, yeah, it'll be a tough series, I guess, as far as like they won't blow them out every game. Um, yeah, that would be great. But, I mean, overall, it's still going to be a sweep. They're not going to be able to stop the experience of the Cavaliers. This is the team that went to the finals and the team that also has the best player arguably in the world is LeBron James. Fortunately, I hate to say it, but he is. So um, the point is the Pistons have no chance in this series. And um, today pretty much just showed it. I mean, they had the lead up seven and like they showed well, uh, had a good outing in their first uh, playoff run in about eight years, I feel like. Um, I think it's been since about 2007. So around that area, around there. So it's been about that long. So I'm impressed by what they've done. I mean, I believe in the uh, Van Gundy system. He's been there. He's got experience in the playoffs. So this will be a, so to say, learning experience for the Pistons. And I, I expect them to be back next year. So that's my take on the Pistons side. And as far as um the Cavaliers go, I mean, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. The big three, um, so to say, did what they were supposed to do. All of them scored double figures with LeBron actually being the third leading scorer out of the three, um, which was pretty impressive, and them still getting the dub, and then Kevin Love showing up as he's supposed to, and Tyree showing up as he's supposed to. So, um, you know, as far as they go, they're going to get the sweep. It's going to be clean. Uh, I'm just more concerned about what they're going to do second round when it gets a little tougher, either against Boston or Atlanta. I think this is going to be a little bit of a more tougher series uh, than, than you're letting on. I think – I'm not saying the Cavs are – going to be eliminated by the Detroit Pistons I just think it's going to the Pistons are just going to be a tough out I do also believe in Stan Van Gundy's system their starting five is is just awesome Reggie Jackson Contavious Caldwell Pope uh, Marcus Morris Tobias Harris Andre Drummond I like Stanley Johnson off the bench I like uh, Baines off the bench as well they need to build a little bit more on their bench but I like their starting five just as it is um, they're stout, man. That whole Detroit Pistons team is stout. They could have, they could have won this game. They really, really could have. Um, so they let it slip away. So you can take look, take it as, man, we screwed up. You know, we're done for this series. Or you could look at it as, man, we had them right there. What do we need to do to build on it to close it out? Uh, I think it's gonna go at least five games. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six. Ultimately, I do think the Cavaliers are gonna, you know, uh, move on. Uh, the big three, they showed up. Kevin Love, you're, you're seeing what they can do when they're all healthy and, and, and playing together. Uh, but it is the Eastern Conference. We'll see what happens ultimately when they go to the NBA Finals. But I like what I like this Detroit Pistons team. I like what they're building on right now. I think they're going to be a tough out. The Cavaliers could uh, face some fatigue if this stretches on longer than what most people think. Um, because this is a physical team. Like I said, Tobias Harris and Andre Drummond and Marcus Morris, they're not playing around, man. Uh, even Reggie Jackson, yeah. they're, they're, they're stout, they're physical, they showed up. they're feisty. Stan Van Gundy, he, he's a great coach. So I, I'm interested to see uh, how game two goes. Ultimately, that's what I got on uh, Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers series. Um, like I said, it's probably going to go five games. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six. We're just going to now move on. We're now going to move on to Toronto and the Indiana Pacers now. Well, I don't even know where to start with this one. 
And it, all, all this entire time with this podcast, I said the Toronto Raptors, they're my surprise team. They're a real team. They're not like the Atlanta Hawks last year when they were the number one seed. They're going to give the Cleveland Cavaliers something to, to you know, work for in the Eastern Conference Finals. It will probably go seven games. They've got superstars, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, and Jonas Valanciunas isn't too bad himself either. What the hell happened to this? What the hell happened to this team? Bo Berry, I give you half credit for saying that, you know, when the Raptors are in the playoffs, half credit for saying when the Raptors are in the playoffs that they aren't going to do anything because only half credit because he said they wouldn't do anything. Then uh, the podcast before last, or maybe it was the last one, he said, oh, yeah, no, the Raptors, not only will they take it seven games to the Cavaliers in the the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to go to the NBA Finals. So you should be be called Flip Flop Freddy now. That's I'm I'm telling you. (laughs) But getting back to the point, uh, I don't know what to make of this team. They're falling apart. I I don't think they have a chance in hell. You think you think to yourself, Kyle Lowry, he lost weight. DeMar DeRozan, his game has gotten better. Valanciunas, he's playing lights out basketball. This team has gotten better uh, against 500 teams. They were awesome. I and then they just laid a complete dud. I mean, my God, let me get to this real quick. Kyle Lowry, three for 13, 11.6 turnovers, minus 10. DeRozan, five for 19, 14 points, minus 11. Their best players was Corey Joseph, who went five for six for 18 points. And Valanciunas, he did go four for 14, which wasn't, you know, all that fantastic for 12 points. But he put up 19 boards, 11 11 of those boards were on the offensive side. Their best best players were Corey Joseph and Valanciunas. Their two main superstars, Lowry and DeRozan, didn't show up. I'm very disappointed. DeRozan needs to be very careful. He's in a contract year, man. So, I mean, he'll get a max contract. Let's not even get, you know, too far out of control. But he is in a contract year. As far as the leverage that he has, it ultimately depends on how he performs in these playoffs. So, uh, Bo Berry, what you got? Raptors, Pacers, what you got on this? <laughs> well, before I was uh, blinded by their regular season play towards the end of the season, I made that bold prediction. I'd like to go back and say that um, I am a true believer in the fact that the Raptors are just truly just not a team ready for playoff basketball. This has clearly been shown. They're 0-8 uh, when it comes to opening playoff games. That's a major sign, and fans should definitely be worried. Uh, as you just piggybacking off what you said about how they played between uh, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, they just shot abysmal, like 26% and 23% for the two. I mean, that's just – for your star players, your all-stars, that's just not okay, especially for a whole home opener. So, you know, with the Raptors, they're going to do what they normally do. They're a team that recently got swept last year in the playoffs. So I'm um, I'm gonna keep screaming that until you know they actually get past the second round. And um, as far as uh, the series goes, I'm gonna go with the Indiana Pacers on this one. I'm gonna say I actually texted you guys the other day and was saying I'm calling upset. I know it was a little late after I said uh, yeah, yeah, in the middle of the finals, second quarter, right? middle of the second yeah, quarter, yeah, yeah, you changed your mind. It was it's all good. <laughs> but you know I had to come to the realization it was the playoffs. But the man Paul George. He's out for vengeance. Um, this team is actually very dangerous. Um, looking at their stats here, they were Paul George with 33 points, uh, Monte Ellis with 15, and then you had the young rookie Miles Turner. He chipped in um, as well. He chipped in as well with like you know a good 10 and five blocks, which I'd like to highlight. He played great defense there in the game. So I'd say this team is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they got experience granted that the makeup's a little different from that team that was in the Eastern conference finals, but 
you still have the all-star and your superstar Paul George, and anything can happen with that. And I'm calling it upset with this team because the Raptors are going to fall apart. And as a uh, realistic Randy would say, they're becoming a dumpster fire. What a let what a letdown that would be if if they had, it, end up getting eliminated by the seventh seed. Yep. Uh, Mass mind, which I you wouldn't have? be surprised. Oh man, Toronto Raptors. This team is hilarious. I mean, <laughs> it, it's like they have they won fifty six games this year. Um, everyone was on their bandwagon this year, um, including me. Yeah, everyone was on their bandwagon. I was as well too. I was in a believer that Dwayne Casey should be runner up for uh, uh, head coach, coach of the year, year. Um, coach of the year. Bold. So. And I um, said bold for that one. I mean, bold it's things. a regular, it's, it's regular <laughs> season, you know. So those are awards for regular season, yep. you know. So um, he definitely will get votes for that. Um, but Kyle Lowry, this all comes down to Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. Um, how you? I hope they don't get swept this round. I'm, I'm actually fearful that they might get swept again. They might get possibly that. lose by five because losing that first game. That that's a big. They zero and eight, like you said, and and, eight, and three times. Eight, that that that's a bad sign. So. Um, there's, there's something in, you know, there's some, that, that ice blood, that cold blood, there's something that's missing with those guys. Um, Kyle Lowry, he lost weight. We heard so how much, how he lost weight and how he's going to be ready. And you heard him during the halftime, um, interview saying that I may embarrass myself last year. Well, you're embarrassing yourself again. Yeah. So if you do not, if they do not win game two, this series is over quick. Like I'm afraid that they will get swept. So. Um, Paul George, and, and I was about to get to Paul George. Paul George, <laughs> don't everybody knows he's been here. He's been to two Eastern Conference Finals before. Um, he's he's a vet. He is the second best player in the um, Eastern Conference outside of yeah. LeBron James. Um, Paul George is ready. He 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 is making a revengeance from last year when he was able to play. I think he played in five games last year. So I think it was he's six. ready. He couldn't wait to get back to this point. And you also have Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis is another vet. Um, on this team, he, he's not the go-to guy. He's he's playing off of Paul George, so that's a dangerous combination right there uh, for the other team. And and just Paul George's defense on Demar Derozan, I can see how Demar Derozan was just he couldn't do anything. Paul George is technically like six nine, six ten, so his arm span is huge. So uh, he couldn't Demar Derozan couldn't get his shots up or anything like that. So um, I see a lot of hesitant on this team in Toronto. So. If they lose next, like I said, if they lose game two, this series is over in, in five to me. So I still think huge, huge, I, I, I still think the the Raptors, they still I'm still gonna give them a little bit of a shot. Just just to say, okay, let's regroup, let's figure this out, you know, let's let's stop playing, you know, crappy basketball like we did in game one, let our fans down and everything like that. But it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. I'm going to say if I I wouldn't put any money on this series anymore. Uh, I thought they would get to the Eastern Conference Finals, put it at six or seven games, um, maybe a puncher's chance of going to the NBA Finals. This is, this this team is just exactly what Bo Berry said the first time about the Raptors of how they're just they're just not ready. They're just not ready. They're, this And I feel bad for DeMar DeRozan if his free agency market gets hit because of this. Oh, man. And I, and I just want to even make a note. You mentioned. That Toronto was like the Hawks last year. Well, at least the Hawks got to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, finals. yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? this, That's true. This team These guys can't get out the first and second round. That's true. That's true. I, this, I, the, this the Eastern version of the Clippers. That's true. Exactly. I'm eating crow right Clippers now. Because they get out the two. So yeah, I Oops. mean, this is their top seeds, top one and two seed every year, and they and they end up losing the first round. It's it's crazy to me. Exactly. It's pretty exactly. Uh, moving on to the Heat. And Hornets, uh, Heat just beat the Hornets 123-91. Uh, uh, 
Bold Barry, let's start with you. I mean, what do you make of this series, Heat versus Hornets? Huh, well, this series here, I'm going to call it like how it is, uh, just like how I did the last series here. The Hornets have no chance. Um, they're 0-11 in <laughs> playoff starts. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Numbers don't lie. Uh, you can't stop that force with uh, Dwayne Wade and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, you got Joe Johnson bringing a whole different Luol dynamic Dang to the team. Luol Dang had 31, too. Luol Dang had 31. Like, I what believe he led the um, team in scoring. It's still yeah, 31. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, and Wade was on the bench for like a lot of the fourth quarter. So, you know, that Heat team, and they scored actually a franchise high today, uh, as a matter of fact, in uh, playoff postseason points. So um, that goes to show you what this team is capable of when it's time to rock and roll in the postseason. The team has too much experience. You got Wade, a three-time champion. Uh, you have Dragic and Joe Johnson, who's been deep in the uh, playoffs himself. So this team is just going to really overpower this young Inexper- not even an experienced Hornets team. It's just not ready Hornets team. Like it's a regular season team, but playoffs is a whole different atmosphere. I don't know what they're missing. They could be missing another guy. They can be missing a whole different head coach. Who knows what it could be? But right now, this will be another first round exit for the um, Charlotte Hornets, and uh, Jordan may have to go into his uh, bag and see what's going on on free agency or in the draft. If, Whatever if, comes if, first. If Kemba Walker goes on a UConn run for one game that they, they might get five games. Yeah. I mean, you know, out of this series, this Michael, game out of it. Michael, Michael, Kidd, <laughs> uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is hurt again. Uh, all they've got is Kemba Walker and uh, Nicholas Batum. Jeremy Lin may show up once in a while. Al Jefferson, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him. He on might get hurt on night out basis. He <laughs> might get injured again. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching a game of this series. Uh, I thought it would be more interesting. Um, like I said, final score was uh, what we got 123 to 91. This is just embarrassing. Uh, I don't really have much to add to it. I think if anything, this may benefit the Heat because they may very well sweep this team. Dwayne Wade will get to rest his knees up. Everyone will get to be healthy and moving on to the second round. So, uh, Massimo, what you got? See, um, I'm going to take this a little different. Uh, I think I ultimately think that the Heat are going to win. Um, you know, this team is too good. They're dangerous. This is actually my team to challenge the um, Cavaliers in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals. Um, they're just too deep. Um, Joe Johnson, just that, that. I'm going to keep screaming that. That that signing in the, during the uh, midseason huge. was huge. So it's that's a consistent scorer. I know he's not the player before, but he doesn't need to be that guy. You have Dwayne Wade, Hassan Whiteside, and Grodzik doing taking care of that. Um, this kid, Josh Richardson, that he's a rookie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he, he gives them a lot of energy. He His defense is stout. He He's shooting 45% from the three. He's a, he's a, he's a really, he, he gets a lot of production off that bench for them. And um, Amar Stoudemire is even, you know, he's playing pretty well too. Um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on the Charlotte Hornets. They were one of the best, they had one of the best records coming out of all-star break um, into the playoffs this uh, season. Um, Kimba Walker, like you said, he's going to have to play like the UConn Kimba Walker. Um, Al Jefferson's going to have to step up and Batum, Batum had a good game. He had 24 points today, but um, guys like Marvin Williams and, Courtney Lee, they normally play better than what they did today. So they were missing a lot from them. Um, Marvin Williams went one for seven and Courtney Lee went two for six. So those are points right there that um, they ultimately could have, that, that they missed. Um, they also have Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin, he, you know, like you said, he'll he'll give you some buckets here and there. But I honestly think this game could go in six. In six. I think that Charlotte is pretty good at home. They have one of the best home records in the league as well. So um, they will fall 2-0, though. 
next game. But I do think that they have a good chance of tying this up um, going back home. So um, that's my take on them. So all three of us. The only one in Miami, huh? Yeah, I think. No, meaning I think Miami is going to go up 2-0. And, and I have, oh, okay, I have okay. a good chance that Charlotte can tie the series up. Um, one or two straight, so I'm not going to give up on them yet just because they were were a really good team at home this year. So ultimately, we all have the Heat winning. Mastermind's Mm -hmm. the only one that has the the series going a little bit bit further um, compared to myself and Bowlberry. Last in the Eastern Conference, the 4-5 matchup, uh, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Boston Celtics. Now, uh, let me start this one off. I really don't know what to make of this series. Um, I mean, I do now. <laughs> they, the Hawks barely right. won by one. They were up most of the game. Most of the game, they were kicking ass. But then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Boston bounced back. Um, and I was thinking to myself, okay, Boston, they're still young. Maybe they're not ready. Brad Stevens, he needs to get you know them together, figure something out. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, they, they just bounced back. Uh, for the Boston Celtics, it doesn't look good. Avery Bradley is likely going to be out the rest of the series, uh, straining yep. his hamstring. Um, here's something that really stuck out to me in this series. So in the first half, um, Atlanta outscored um, the Boston Celtics 51-34. So they they scored them. Um, they they outscored them by 17 in the first half. Then in the second half, starting in the third quarter, within two minutes of the third quarter starting. Boston was in the penalty. They were in the penalty. They they gave up all those fouls. So basically any other foul after that, you know, Atlanta was going to the line right right after. And how that affected the game, the Hawks ultimately finished that game plus 16 in free throw attempts compared to the Boston Celtics. But then out of nowhere in the second half, uh, the Celtics outscored Atlanta by 16 in the second half. So ultimately I would think that if the Celtics could just figure, you know, figure it out and not get off to that slump, um, that they had in the first half, they would have a, a puncher's not even a puncher's chance. They would have a realistic chance. They should beat this they Atlanta Hawks team. They really, really should in the series. But ultimately, I think Avery Bradley being likely out for the rest of this series is going to hurt them. I, I don't know what to make of this whole series. I really, really don't. Uh, it could go either way. I'm going to say, just because Avery Bradley's out, I'm going to say Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. It will probably go six or seven games. They'll ultimately win this series. If Avery Bradley was healthy and you could guarantee me that, I would say the Boston Celtics in six. Um, Bo Berry, what you got, Mr. Boston? So here's my take on uh, last night's game. Well, they can't start off slow for one, like you mentioned, just – that just can't happen in the playoffs. Like you can't just go down 24 points in the playoffs and expect to win the game. That just doesn't happen, especially when you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Can't do that period. My other issue with this series is, you know, Bradley going down, that does hurt us. But then that means you have guys like, you know, Jabreko playing and like, he's getting like 17 minutes a game, which I don't understand. I still don't understand Brad's rotation. I just, I've been watching him all year long and I've been wondering just why is Jabreko playing? Like why are certain dudes just playing? a lot of minutes that they shouldn't be playing, but that's just besides me. We're in the playoffs, whatever, but you should like bring that rotation down a little bit. You know, you should play it down to like a nine man rotation, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, and keep it to like, you know, not your and not RJ Hunter. And I actually mm-hmm. honestly be saying playing dudes like, you know, Jordan Mickey, you know, the production that he gives when he gets the minutes that he can get, it's actually pretty solid. Um, Isaiah Thomas played well, you know, 27 points. Not bad, but, you know, my my man, Jay Crowder, 
Now, you know, Ooh. I've been up and down with this man. Ooh. At first, I was a little, I was a little uh, reluctant on this guy, and I wasn't a believer, but I became a huge fan. He can hit shots, and he plays well. But playoffs, you know, you got to become a different animal, and he was not that animal today, shooting 31%, 5 of 16 from the field. You know, he ended up with 14 points, but most of that was from the line. And that's just not okay in the playoffs, considering that you're, like, the second-leading scorer on our team, and you're our second-go-to guy. You need to show up, period. Uh, as far as Atlanta Hawks, you know, that team, for me, they've been the same team for the past 10 years now. You know, granted that they changed the makeup just a little bit. You know, the coach is different and the system is different. They're the same team. They go to the playoffs. They're real good during the regular season. But they just roll over and die come first or second round of, um, you know, the playoffs. Now, granted, they went they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. But, you know, they had no match for Cleveland, and we all know that. Like, that was just clearly obvious and they just didn't have a chance for anybody in the past 10 years in the east they just don't have those pieces uh and the celtics i hope they win it in six that's just my opinion uh they have to steal this game tomorrow because this was a game that they easily could have won they beat themselves this game so i believe they'll bounce back and win tomorrow and we're really good at home so hopefully when we if we still win tomorrow we go up 3-1 well i have this the hawks team winning in seven that Avery Bradley loss is huge. huge. Um, there's Definitely. no one on, like, you can put Marcus Smart in the starting lineup, but I mean, we all know his offense struggles at times. Uh, well, the whole season, technically, he's one of the worst shooters in the league, so um, statistics-wise. So that will ultimately hurt him. Even though he did have 15 points yesterday, he shot well, but more pressure is going to be on him, and I want to see if he can answer that or not. Um I'm just wondering who is going to step in for that. Evan Turner, he normally comes in um, and gives you can't some. Can't shoot either. You know, he can't shoot, but he he's he's a he's an all-around player though. He can get to the rim. He can assist. He can rebound. So I'm not worried about him. But I'm worried who's going to fill in those those other guard minutes. You know what I mean? So is is Marcus Smart going to play more, or is Evan Turner? Are you going to bring in R.J. Hunter? So yeah, we don't know if R.J. R.J. Back, and Brad loves him. I guess I, I'm still confused on that one too. He went one for seven, 16 minutes yesterday. That's Old man right there. Um, so, um, as far as the Hawks, though, I, I think they have a lot more talent than I was going to say a lot, but they do have more talent than the, the Boston Celtics. Jeff Teague is he's great. He's not great, but he's he's an All Star. He was an All Star last year. Um, you got um, Paul Millsap. He's an All Star as well. And Al Horford. He's an All Star as well too. He's they they these guys have been there. So um, I think they end up being a little bit too much for the uh, Boston Celtics, but I do see this game, this going seven. Like you mentioned, the Celtics are good at home. Um, Isaiah Thomas is great at home. Um, but I, I just don't see this team beating them. I, like I keep mentioning, the Avery Bradley loss is huge. That that that, yeah, loses, yeah. that, that is a huge loss defensive-wise. I don't know who's going to guard Definitely. Jeff Teague now. Um, so I don't have to, yeah, I don't have too much to say on that. I, I have the Hawks in seven in this one. Real quick, does anyone – uh, and when we're talking about the Eastern Conference, does anyone have a team other than the Cavaliers making it to the NBA Finals? I'm gonna go. I'm if if I I have the Heat pushing, man. I I have the Heat going seven with the Cavs. Mm. Either one. I, I like I like the Heat this year. I think Hassan I got Whiteside the Heat going for him. I think the Heat. I think Hassan Whiteside is is a difference maker this year. Even though they don't have Bosch, but I think he is playing really really well. And like I mentioned, Joe Johnson. Um, Dwayne Wade, of course. You know, Drogic. This team's deep. They're ready. I think they're ready. I think they got it. I got to agree with Mastermind on that myself. Um, 
the Heat are definitely going to see Cleveland. I see that being the Eastern Conference matchup. That's actually been the dream matchup Exciting. that we've been wanting to see Can't since, wait. you know, LeBron and took his took his stuff and ran again. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the regular season matchup they had, too, I think they, they beat him by over 20 that game in Miami. So this is a team to look out for. They're forced to be reckoned with for sure. So I... I see that game going actually in six, to be honest with you, because yeah. if you look at what the Cavs did not. today, I'm mm-hmm. going to say it because that the rest of those role players, J.R. Smith, when it comes to those big games, they're not going to be ready. And like today mm-hmm. in that game that they played against Detroit, it was really LeBron, Kevin Love, and um, Kyrie Irving. They were the only guys that really scored over well, I hope double so. figures. They paid over so, million, so. <laughs> you know, if, the, if you can stop those guys, if one of those guys have an off night, what are you going to do then? In Miami, mm-hmm. they're deep. Cavaliers aren't as deep, as deep like that. And, I would and one, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me just make one quick note. And and this LeBron James going back to Miami, I can't wait for that because we all know <laughs> he does not win in Miami. So you know the fans will boo him, and that LeBron he doesn't like that stuff. It's gonna rattle him, and that rattles him. So I'm excited to see that if that does ultimately happen. So I, I agree. If Chris Bosh was on this roster for the playoffs, I'd be right there with you. I, I think him not being there. And and you guys are right. They have a lot of players on the Heat. Uh, you know, Luol Deng, um, Hassan Whiteside, um, Josh Richardson, Dwayne Wade, um, Goran Dragic. I, I like all of them. I just think they need Chris Bosh, Joe Johnson as well. I'm going to go Cavaliers to the NBA Finals. Uh, next, we're going to dig into the Western Conference. Uh, each series in those uh, playoffs going out there. Uh, this is the Lock'em Up Hoops podcast. I am Realistic Randy with Mastermind and Bowberry. We're back. Lock'em Up Hoops podcast. I am Realistic Randy with Mastermind and Bowberry. We just broke down the Eastern Conference playoff series. Let's move out west. So we know what the deal was yesterday. Um, as we're recording this podcast, you guys will listen Monday. So two days you know, before oh. today for you guys. Uh, Rockets ultimately lost to the Warriors in game one. Uh, final score, Warriors over Rockets, 104 to 78. Um, Steph Curry has some ankle issues, um, you know, before b- being pulled out for the rest of the game. He's questionable for game two. Mastermind, let's start with you. What do you make of this Warriors Rockets series? Uh, what do you see ultimately happening? Do the Rockets have a chance in this at all? There's not much to say on this. Um, Steph Curry had 24 points in 19 minutes, and he left, and they still won by 30. So um, <laughs> it's pretty epic. <laughs> that 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 right there. I do hope he's healthy, though. Um, I I this this would ruin the whole playoffs for me if he ends up having ankle problems. I probably won't even watch the playoffs this. He's out for the rest of the year or playoffs. But um, this is a sweep here. This is no shocker. Um, if James Harden can end up having, you know, 40 points a night, maybe 50 points one night, then they have a chance. Um, I kind of feel bad for him because he's the only dude on that team can like that can create a shot for himself. Like everybody else is like, you know, just waiting and sitting there that like, they only can they can't do anything. I feel like they just like stare at him and just like, all right, James, just dribble and do whatever he's there. So it's like, damn, Dwight Howard, I don't know what happened to him. Um, I just, and Patrick Beverly, I don't know what he was trying to do with Steph, trying to rough him up if, to see if that worked. But good luck. Curry, rules. Got even- Curry rules. What the exactly. hell is that about? So, um, so what he did in uh, the series with Russell a couple of years back, too. And he yeah, finished, he and, 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 and Curry still finished with what, 16 in the first quarter? 
He, exactly. And so, he, and yeah, he's, he's still, and he still got him angrier. Minutes. He shot he's 61%. Still the, he still led both teams in scoring. So it's like, imagine if he was there, they would have won by 40, and he would have had 40 or 50 points. So yep. there's not too much to say on this. Um, this is this is ultimately a sweep, in my opinion. Um, I, I do, like I said, I do hope Steph uh, is healthy. I, I would love to see him play every game. Um, just light him up, shoot 10 threes a game, make about 10 of them, and, <laughs> you know, do what he does. So <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I, I am, I keep checking the news feed to see if he's uh, good to go. My Bo- take on this, sir. Bo Berry, Warriors Rockets. Sweet. That's all I really, you, you know, have to put in on that series. It's just a straight sweep. I mean, the guys beat him by 30. Steph Curry, I mean, I'm not going to – I don't look into injuries as much anymore unless I see you get really the carded or picked up off the court. You know, like, Paul you Bruce. know, the whole, like, oh, he's – yeah. He's, uh. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, the guy still played and just kind of stopped playing. So, I mean, like – He was limping, though. He was limping. I mean, it's an ankle. He's limping. You know, give him some rest. Mm. And I know I've had bad ankles, and I understand. But, you know, I mean, he'll probably end up playing. This is the playoffs. He'll probably be good to go. And, I mean, I definitely think they'll pull him early once they go off 30 or 40 again. So, this is just a sweep. James Harden, Dwight Howard, I mean, that's really all they ultimately have. I mean, that's just been a straight disaster over there in Houston anyway. I mean, coach changes, locker room issues, player issues. Guys being like, hey, trade him. No, trade him. And, you know, all that stuff going on. So, I mean, this is just – they want to pack it in anyway. I don't even think they really want to be there. Like, yeah, they made it. They won the games. But now when they see that they're getting smacked by 30 in the playoffs, they ultimately don't want to be there. So, we'll see this mm-hmm. be quick. Oh, a quick one. That's all I got on this series. I eh. There was a point in time, yeah, where uh, <laughs> after Steph Curry was out for a little bit, the Houston Rockets, they started to climb up, you know, a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. Ultimately, I think it's a sweep as well. Even if Steph Curry is limited uh, in minutes in game two, which I probably expect, or if he is worst case to be rested in game two, I still think the war. I think the game would be a lot more interesting. But I think ultimately, him. I think ultimately the Warriors will still, you know, come out on top. They'll sweep them if it has to go through Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. You know, that's perfectly mm. fine. So uh, be it. it. It's there's there's just no way in hell. And like you said, mastermind. Uh, this team, the the Rockets, when James, you know James Harden, he's the only one doing stuff. I, I think Dwight Howard's trying as well. I just think the matchup just doesn't work well for him. Yeah, it's but not a good fit. but the rest of the players, they just stand there. They're just hanging out. They're like, oh, what should we do? Should we do this? Should we do that? Patrick Beverly, I don't know what the hell you're thinking. I understand you're like, all right, get up in this dude's grill. You know, make him work for his shots. But if you if you think that pissing Steph Curry off is just going to make things better for you, then you've got a long three. A long three games left to go uh, in this series. I think it's a sweep. There's nothing else to talk about. Um, we're just going to move to the next series, which is the Spurs and the Grizzlies. Now, before oh, one. before this series started, Bo Berry talked about how this is going to be a grind. Oh, he still thinks it's interesting, even though Mark Saul is out and the Grizzlies, they have a bunch of rental players. Nothing – and nothing could be further from the truth. Ultimately, the series, game one, <laughs> game, uh. one <laughs> game one just ended ended just a, a couple of couple of minutes ago, maybe about an hour ago. Spurs beat the Grizzlies one hundred six seventy four. Let me start this one off. Um, I'm not watching this game at all. Just like I talked, to, uh, I'm not watching this series at all. Just like I talked about the Heat versus the Hornets. There's no way in hell I'm watching a single second oh. of this series. This this series is an absolute disaster. D- the Grizzly Memphis fans, if you show up to any of these games in Memphis, 
it's it's absolutely hilarious. They're probably charging more because it's playoff tickets. There's no reason you should show up for these games. There's no reason anyone should watch these games. I know NBA, they need to make their money for advertising, marketing. They need ratings and all this stuff. But, my God, this is going to be a sweep and a half. They they might sweep them in two games if that's even possible by a combined, like, mm-hmm. 80 points or something like that. This is this is, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to break this down with stats. All they've got is Zach Randolph and Lance Stevenson, who, my God, I'm going to say it time and time again. This dude is a dumpster fire. He's going to find ways to screw stuff up. It, you could, I don't know what this dude is about, man. It, when he gets the ball, just like Deion Waiters, I just expect the worst things to happen. Mm-hmm. He's got his chance now because everyone else is hurt to make to try to make something happen. I'm not watching mm-hmm. this. I'm not watching this series at all. Um, Bo Barry, how do you how do you explain yourself talking about that this series was going to be tough? This this series, the the allure, the aura, the <laughs> toughness of the Grizzlies. We was like, yo, Marcus All, he's out, man. Like you know, uh, Mike, Conley. Mike Conley, he's out. What what are you doing? Courtney Lee's gone. No, oh, no, the allure, the the aura. Explain Jeff yourself. Ex- explain yourself right now. The floor is yours, Bo Berry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't really have much to say. I mean, uh, <laughs> the the proof is really in the pudding. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, nobody else scored over seven points besides Vince Carter. And Lance Stevenson, and they both had 14 and 16. That's at some point say. in the fourth quarter, at some point in the fourth quarter, the score was what 89 to to 55, something like that. In the fourth, that's mine. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to get worked up on this. What do you want me to say? Like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> bring the broomsticks. That's it. Yeah, bring, just bring the broomsticks. Bring you know, Vince Carter's starting right now, and he's 38, and, and you know what I mean? Yeah, he's the leading scorer. The lead, exactly. <laughs> he's 38 years old. He's, he's, he was a good player back in the day, but, I mean, right now you're 38. Your time's gone. Jordan Farmar's starting. I got love for him. He was on the Laker championship teams. Matt Barnes, you know, he, he him and his troubles, you know, so he's not he's not fully invested in this season. So, I mean, um, there's not really much to say on this series. This is Please. going to be a sweep. There will be – down probably thirty points each of the four of the four games, so um, I'm done. Uh, I can't waste any more time on this series. Um, the series is a wash. It's done. I don't think I'll watch two minutes of it, like you mentioned. Realistic, Randy, it's over. Nope, it's over now. The game one is over. All right, so we're pretty much in unison. This is over with. It's not even a sweep. It's a mop. Get the pine saw out. Do whatever you gotta do. This is over with. Uh, third versus six. Thunder versus Dallas Mavericks. Uh, game one done. The Thunder beat <laughs> my Dallas. I'm a Mavericks fan. Thunder beat the Dallas Mavericks 108 to 70. Mastermind, let's go back to you. What do you make of this series? Do you see the Dallas Mavericks having a chance in hell as far as at least winning one game? Another time. What do you want me to say on this series as well? I mean, Dirk Nowitzki is there, so I don't think he'll back down. But I think Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant is way too much for everybody else on that team. They have no one that can guard them. I actually feel bad for J.J. Bure and Deron Williams and um, who was it, Josh Powell. Um, Dwight Powell. That will be guarded. Dwight Powell who will be guarding these guys. I mean, it's over. <laughs> bring, the, bring, the, bring the brooms out now. <laughs> it's over right now. Um, Durant and Russell, they're playing for a championship. They're not going to waste any time, um, you know, trying to keep this game close. So they're coming out. They, they smell blood. They're going to kill them. Um, the series is over in four as well. Bo Barry. This is a sweep. This team is too angry. 
they didn't make the playoffs last year. Like, they're coming out, sending a message every game, letting them know, like, look, we're coming for you, San Antonio. We're coming for you, Golden State. We are we are a force to be reckoned with as well. That's really, like, what you got to say about this series. There's nobody else on this team on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm just going to read down this roster for you. Just like, you know, like, I'm going to quote my man Mastermind here. You really think dudes like, you know, Wesley, Wesley, <laughs> Wesley Matthews, you know, <laughs> Daryl Williams, you know, Raven Felton. It's Patrulli, Devin Harris, you know, is all these dudes are really going to be beaten, you know. And then I was going to start naming the Thunder dudes like Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, you know, Ennis Cantor. It's <laughs> all you really need, but it's like, you know, what are you going to do? So that's just what it is with that series. It's another wipe down. It's another mop. You know, we're not even going to say brooms anymore. It's another mop. So that's just what it is. Vacuum so, something. So I want, I want people to understand something. I call myself Realistic Randy because I – I'm a diehard Dallas Mavericks fan, but I'm not one of those fans where it's like, oh, you just got to believe there's still a chance and all this stuff. <laughs> Before this series started, Bullberry, when you were ticked off about the Celtics losing by one point to the Atlanta Hawks, you were fuming and everything oh like God. that. I text you back. I say, hey, don't worry. You can find uh, some sort of peace when you watch my Dallas Mavericks uh, get beat by 40. I was wrong. Ultimately, they lost by 38, but I was pretty damn close. Um I call myself realistic, Randy, because I am real. I I look at things as far as tangibly how it is. I mean, what it, what am I supposed to do? Am I really supposed to sit here and say, uh, you know, oh yeah, you just gotta believe. Oh, the faith. Oh, they can do anything they set their minds to. My God, we Chandler Parsons is out for the playoffs for the second straight year. He's been with the Mavericks for two straight years. He'll probably be out. He's got a player option. Great He'll signing. Done. He'll be done. Great I thought sign. I thought he was gonna you know take off from his his. Uh, his uh, tenure nope. with the Houston Rockets, it, nope. it hasn't really worked out. So the state is ass over. Losing Tyson Chandler was was a complete mistake. But, I mean, we can't really blame Mark Cuban for that because DeAndre Jordan screwed us over in that aspect. And then, I mean, my God, at the end of the day, our best matchup that we have is Wesley Matthews guarding Kevin Durant. Wesley Matthews is six foot four guarding 6'10", six, six, maybe 6'11", Kevin Durant. I would like him better if he's guarding Russell Westbrook. I think that'd be a lot, you know, better. But... Kevin Durant, that's our best matchup that we have. So no, it's gonna be a sweep. I'm I think it was somewhere, I think it was towards halftime. And where I turned the game up, I was like, I can't watch this anymore. I just this is just too much. And everyone that's sitting there, oh, you're not a true fan. Well then you know what? Keep watching these games. And when they get beat by 40 per game, and then they just get absolutely just smashed to the ground, you're like, oh well, you know, we'll we'll just see what happens. You know, they gave it their best. I'm real, realistic, Randy. It's going to be a sweep. There's nothing else to talk about. Next, what is this? The was is this the last one? Last, actually, the last series uh, going on right now, currently as we speak. Uh, the four or five matchup: Clippers versus the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Bo Berry, let's start with you. What do you, what do you got? Portland Trailblazers versus the Clippers. How do you see this panning out right now? Uh, as far as this series, do you give the Clippers the edge? Do you give the Trailblazers the edge? How many games do you see this going? Well, ultimately, um, we were just talking at, uh, I guess, break during our commercial break here. You know, we were talking about whether or not they go six or seven. And I believe that um, the Portland Trailblazers will go six games against these guys. I mean, I'm just not a believer in the Clippers. I haven't been a believer in them since Chris Paul and Blake Griffin became Lob City. I was just like, that's all they worked to me anyway was Lob City. It did nothing more but Lob City to me anyway. So I don't have any faith in them. They've always gotten to the second round. They blow three one leads, they blow series, they blow leads, they they just can't get it done. I mean, this is a choke artist team. Uh 
you know, they'll play, they get all these pieces, you know, you got your Jamal Crawfords and your old Paul Pierces and, you know, your, your choke Pauls or CP zero, CP threes, whoever you want to be about it. Wow. You know, it's just, <laughs> this team, I'm just not a believer in them. And, you know, getting on Portland, this man, Damian Lillard, he's another angry guy. And, you know, he brought this team that, you know, his second best player, which is, you know, rightfully so, CJ McCollum, most improved player of the year, you know, he brought this team to a, f- a five seed ultimately and lost his whole starting five. So I have to give this guy the utmost respect. This is a team on the rise. And this is another upset that I have in the playoffs out West. So mastermind a couple of podcasts ago, you made Just the, uh, you that, made yeah. the bold prediction. Actually, I think it was the, the buzzer beater a couple of podcasts ago. You said mm-hmm. if the Portland Trail Blazers, if they make it to the fifth spot, you have them upsetting the Clippers. Uh, do you, yeah. do you hold true to that right now? I still do. I think this team is, um, they're hungry. Like you mentioned, Fulberry, uh, Damian Lillard, he is a bona fide superstar. He's still underrated to me. Um, he needs to get, he has his dropping dimes, dropping dimes commercials. I'm glad that he's getting um, recognized for his talents now. Dropping but, on one of his teddy bears. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy, he's great, man. He, I'm, I'm looking forward to this series. I think he will be, Chris Paul, when he, when he faces another, you know, superstar like that, um, at that point in position, he does struggle. Um, because that does take a lot of energy out of him, and he's going to have to provide on offense. And Damian Lillard, he's going to bring it every time he brings that ball up the court. So um, I have these guys in seven. Um, I won't have six. I'll give the Clippers a little bit more respect than that. Um, None. Just because they did add um, Jeff Green. I'm not saying he's going to he's – he's, I'm not saying he's a difference maker, but they are a little bit more deeper on this team. Um, Blake Griffin did just come back, so we'll see what type of – um, so, so basically, under- got another non-playoff guy. You're telling me, Jeff Green? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we'll see. Um, I, have, I have this game in seven. Um, with the with the uh, with with Portland winning, um, this should be an interesting one. I, I will pay attention to this series uh, probably closely than a lot of other series. Um, this and the uh, and the um, Celtics and Hawks series, but um, I got the I got the Portland in a, in a seven in this one. I think this is probably going to be uh, one of the more exciting matchups in, in the first round. I mean, for the most part, I mean, we just went over what Mavericks, the Grizzlies, uh-huh. the Rockets, you know, everybody just pretty much getting, you know, blown out by 30, 40 points. Uh, I, I I disagree with you a little bit, Bo Barry, as far as, you know, Blake Griffin, you know, just highlight reel, Lob City and everything like that. Blake Griffin has actually improved his game over the last couple of years. If you remember last year, uh, for a, a large part of the season, uh, there was a lot of arguments saying that Blake Griffin should get some consideration uh, for MVP. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that. Um, but, but, but Blake Griffin, he's improved his game. I think this is going to be a tight, tightly contested uh, playoff series. I'm not ready uh, to uh, go on the bullpen. I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers win. I'm going to go with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. I just think that ultimately – they have a little bit more firepower than the Portland Trailblazers as far as depth is concerned. Um, you know, CJ yeah. McCollum, he's going to get most approved player of the year, like you said, Bo Berry. Uh, Damian Lillard, he got snubbed out of the – I don't even know how the hell he got snubbed out of the All-Star game. Um, Mason Plumlee, uh, you know, Al Farouk Amino, he's pretty good as well. I just think ultimately the Clippers – it may go six or seven games. I think ultimately the Clippers will advance. But Damian Lillard does have the history of eliminating dudes and just, you know, just 
with buzzer just beaters. Taking your soul out of your body when it comes mm-hmm. to buzzer beater shots. So I wouldn't be surprised if I had to put money on it, though. I would ultimately go with the Clippers, but I, I'm, New I wouldn't breed put killer. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know what to make of it. I, like I said, I'm going to go with the Clippers just by a slight edge. I don't have any conviction in that, um, you know, declaration that I just made. Uh, but ultimately, I'm going to go with the Clippers over that. So that's the Western Conference uh, breakdown of the playoff series going through, you know, one through eight. Uh, next segment, we're going to talk about ultimately who we think is going to win the NBA Finals this year. This is the Lock em Up Hoops podcast. I am Realistic Randy with Mastermind and Bold Berry. Hey, more rise, new life, new gigs, new this, new that. My home, my place, bigger names, bigger money, smaller honey. She a good girl, man, but she act bad for me. This is the Lock em Up Hoops podcast. Realistic Randy, Mastermind, Boardberry. We just broke down each series of the fir- each series of the first round of the Eastern Conference and Western Conference alike. We're now going to make our NBA Finals predictions. Boardberry and Mastermind, you got the Miami Heat coming out the East. Um, who do you have coming out the West in the uh, uh, Western Conference? I got um the Warriors. Um, I think this is the year they they. Uh, repeat. I think they possibly even. I'm gonna go further next year if they could repeat. I mean, this team is so deep. Steph Curry is great. He's doing Jordan things. Um, look him up. Um, he's breaking records. He has 402 threes. He's taking three more threes a game and making them at a higher mark than he did last year. So he's just getting better and better. He's getting better like a fine wine, like they say. So. Um, you know, Clay Thompson's getting better. I mean, he he just broke Steph Curry's record last year. So I mean, they got two of the top um, three point shooters of all times. So, um, Draymond Green is a triple double machine. Um, you know, I can go through one through twelve on their team that they can contribute. So um, I don't see anyone beating them. I don't see anyone stopping them. Um, not even close. I think whoever they play will lose in six games. I think Steph is gonna do what Jordan did and stop everyone in six games and not have a seven game series. Um, I'm going. I'm going to bold prediction. I, like I said, I'll even make the next case for next year. We'll get to that point next year. But I think they're going to three-peat. Um, I just think this. I just think the Warriors is is too great. They're 73 and nine. Um, they broke the record, as we all know. Um, there's there's really not much to say on this for me. Um, I, I'm I'm confident and to know that they're <laughs> they're going to win the championship again, unless Steph Curry ultimately injures his ankle again. That's the only way they're not winning the championship. Um, as far as, um, as you said, the Heat, I don't have the Heat going there, but I think they have a chance to beat them. I can see if – I wouldn't be surprised if they did get there, but I still have the Cavs going on back to the finals um, and ultimately losing LeBron James, losing his fifth NBA um, in the championship. So um, that would be great for me. I'm not a LeBron guy, so I would love to see that number drop to two and five. But um, like I said – Warriors, I got them winning. Bill Berry, who do you got winning the whole thing? You've got you've got you. what Heat Heat and uh, who do you got coming out the West? Warriors or anyone else? So I'm a I'm a really go ultimately with the Warriors based off of whether or not this is just an you know a fake out with the whole his injury his ankle injury and it's tweaked and like hopefully it's not as serious as you know people are scared to be because you know now it's like oh Steph Curry's hurt so it's like we might be overlooking this injury and it might not be as big as what it is but if it is as big as what it is and it does have an effect on how they play throughout the playoffs I would actually take my pick elsewhere and go with the Spurs because I've been saying it all year since 
they really ultimately signed LaMarcus Aldridge. Since he's, they did that in the summer, I've been saying that they will be the team to win the finals if something freakish like it seems it may be happening right now with the Warriors may happen. So that's my pick with that. And um, I am definitely sticking with the Miami Heat coming out of the East. I mean, it'll be in seven. Wade is ultimately the winner and is ultimately like the Jordan that's about to exit next to Kobe as a uh, shooting guards in the league. So uh, that's my prediction for that. It'll be Warriors Heat. And that's a little bold, but that's where I'm going. I've got Warriors over Cavs. I think it will be somewhere along the lines of five or six games. Um, <clears throat> I I would say to all the cameramen out there, they, whoever is hosting the NBA Finals, whether it's you know ESPN for one game or TNT, they should assign one cameraman to be locked in on Matthew Delvadova. He has a history of lunging at people's knees, you know, purposefully injuring people, and you nice. know. So I, you know, that's that's the only thing I could see as far as him trying to do, you know, little stuff here and there to try to get some sort of, you know, edge, if you will. I've got the Warriors winning uh, the NBA Finals, five or six games. Uh, Massimo, like you said, Steph Curry, he's on a Jordan level right now. He's getting better and better. He broke his own three point record about what was it, one hundred and sixteen, one hundred and sixteen, and his yes. range is is even you know bigger than what it was last year. So it's like, soon as he hits no half court. I mean, he can just put it up, and he's efficient as hell at it, you know? How many times have when you think about the times that, you know, we all were in the gym, you know, in our own lives, and, you know, we're trying to throw up, you know, um, you know, half-court shots and everything like shot. that. This dude's making it at a high level. So I, I just think – and think about this. Making it look effortless. The, the way he – I think <laughs> I think they have a chance to three-peat as well. But think about this. The way that Steph Curry plays basketball, think about LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, even, you know, physical players, you know, you know, bumping with everybody down in the post and, and dunking and doing all this stuff. And then over a period of time, it kind of breaks down a little bit. They have to find other ways to, you know, work on their game and, and stay, you know, efficient at their game. The way Steph Curry plays, that that is a sustainable game that he's playing. He's not, you know, you know, dunking on people or, you know, get going for rebounds against Andre Drummond or anything like that. He's just a perimeter guy, he's not running around as much as he needs to because if you – I believe Stephen A. Smith brought this up uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you're Steph Curry or Clay Thompson and you're jacking up shots at a high efficiency, what does that do on defense? You don't have to run back that far. You know, and think about the way they play. They don't have to dunk or do all this other stuff. It's a sustainable game for a long time, and that's really, really Players scary. like that last till like 40 years old. So Reed long. Allen, so Miller, long. Steve Nash, too. Yeah. All yeah. the thing that kills you is legs. Once your legs go, that's it. That's how it kills yep. a jump shooter. Yep. And, and and another thing that you mentioned, Steph Curry doesn't always need the ball. He moves so well without yep. the ball. He can yep. catch and sh- he can shoot off the dribble. He does it everything. You know what I mean? And and he's, yep. he's part of the. It's very similar to Rip Hamilton. Yeah, it's very well, similar to how Rip Hamilton moves like without the ball. He moves very similar to how Rip does without the ball. If not yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I see similarities. Yeah. Yep. I, if you really watch them, they all have the similarities. Yeah, they so, set like triple screens for him, so it's, it's yep. Crazy, Steph so. Curry may very well be the ultimate player. I mean, I'm not gonna go as far as stretching the three peat world yet. Y'all, like, you know, I'm y'all are talking it. too much Jordan things well, for be me. Realistic. But, I'm doing <laughs> like, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but who do you really see that can beat this team that that is up and coming that can really beat that team? Like, be I just see, I can see the st- the, the the Thunder stopping them. You know, are oh, you saying is Kevin Durant gonna be there? Can you tell me that? We'll, we'll wait all till this summer. That, yeah. is, that is what we'll wait for. I know. We'll know that. Can't wait for that. I don't see anyone stopping them. Ultimately. But to, 
I feel you, but I'm not. I'm not gonna take it there yet. That's bold. I'm doing it. That's real, real bold. I might, might be want to do one of these. Before <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, stop ultimately, it. Ultimately, everyone else. Stop it. All, ultimately, don't talk, don't all, talk old Celtic top. <laughs> ultimate, ultimately, we all have the Warriors winning. Uh, Bulberry did kind of hedge a little bit, saying depending on Steph Curry's ankles. Uh, if that plays a big factor, the Spurs could win, and I agree I'm with him that on that. Right um, but I'm just I'm just going under the assumption that Steph Curry is going to be just fine. We're back, final segment. Lock them up, hoops. This is the buzzer beater. We each go off about whatever it could be about sports or anything in life. Uh, Mastermind, let's start with you. What is your buzzer beater? What's on your mind? The floor is yours. Go. I know Kobe Bryant, he ended his career this past Wednesday. But I'm going to bring it up, man. This guy ended. He ended his career off with 60 points now. That is so Kobe-ish. You know what I mean? Like, who do you know that's 37? I mean, he shot 35% from the field this year. Um he didn't, this wasn't Kobe. He was a shell of himself. I mean, more than a shell of himself. This was not the guy who I've loved watching for the past 20 years. So um, he put up 50 shots, though. That's amazing. But <laughs> that's a career, that's a that's a career high as well. Um, his previous to that was his 81 point game, uh, which he got 10 to 46 shots. Um, but he did make 22 of his shots, so he did shoot at a high percentage, 44 percent as a fisherman. He took 21 threes. He only made six. Um, that's awful. But um, what I'm most impressed about is that he went seven for 13 in the fourth quarter. Um, he outscored the Jazz that quarter. Um, he made all five of his attempts, a three-pointer, um, all four of his free throws. And he ultimately made the go-ahead. Um, um, yep. The game winner. Sorry, the, the game winner. So, I mean, this guy just does everything. Like the, the pressure situations, I don't know a better guy that's made more pressure shots than him outside of Michael Jordan. Um, I mean, you have all the stars there. I mean, you have the whole world. I mean, the the 73-9 and nine record went unnoticed because of him um, that yep. whole game. Um, I was watching the game with uh, Bull Berry, and, and, and I, I was like, well, man, what are we going to do? And then I, we thought, like, this is Kobe's last game. We're going to watch Kobe go out. I was like, what? I was like, forget that record. <laughs> and also, um, I mean, just, just the pressure situations, how he ended up having 60 points on us. Um, his last night is that that just that just speaks of how great of a player he was. I know it wasn't the type of ending that I always wanted him to have with winning a championship, but this is something that I think he can hold his head high on and say, you know what, I gave him my all, and and I get, and you know he played 42 minutes that game. I mean, he's used to, he's only played 28 minutes a game. You can hear it in one of his um in the interview. Byron Scott walks up to him saying. You got you got more time to go. He's like absolutely. You know he gave his blood blood and sweat that game. So, um, what 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 a hell of a way to go out, Kobe. Absolutely, man. That was fantastic. Sixty points. I was sitting there like, are you serious right now? This is how he's gonna go out. <laughs> Where was that all year? No, I'm just kidding. Bo Berry, yeah. what is your buzzer beater? Well, Floor is yours. Go. Well, here's my buzzer beater today. Uh, it's, it's a little different. This is about uh, kind of like old age and like icy hot and having nagging injuries that, you know, just last forever when really when you were younger, that stuff just lasted a week or two and now it lasts like two, three months. And, you know, I've recently had, you know, back problems and, you know, ankle injuries my whole life. And, you know, 
both kind of just happened within the, the last month. I turned my ankle in February on the first game in the basketball league that I play in. Hasn't been the same since, and it hurts. Like, I just heard it, like, two weeks ago. And then the other day, I'm just, you know, picking something up off the floor, and, well, there goes my back. I just slipped my disc. Hey. You know, like, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. I don't understand. Like, I need the icy hot. Like, you know, young kids out there. I'm going to sound like Chris Webber out there. For all you young kids out there, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know don't, don't rush your age, man, because, you know, if you're an athlete or you like to be active out there, those nagging injuries will come, and, they don't heal the same. So, you know, you push that 30. I'm 27 years old, people out there listening and watching. I'm 27 years old, and these things get real out here. I got the worst back pain ever right now. I'm down in spirits. I'm not even as laughing Man. as much on the cast. Like, I'm just feeling crappy. But, guys, take care of your body and don't rush to get older because the nagging injuries will happen. So that's my buzzer beater. Nagging injuries, they're awful. Feel my pain, people. Thank you. I saw a meme the other day. Uh, it was like Peter Pan talking to Tinkerbell. It's like, don't grow up. It's a trap, you know, because of all the stuff you got to deal with. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Uh, my, buzzer, <laughs> my buzzer beater, uh, I, I'm going to keep it relatively uh, brief, I think. Uh, what kind of all throughout my life, every pretty much, I want to say maybe 10 or 15 times a year, you know, there's a debate as far as who's the best rapper alive or of all time and everything like that i wish we could just stop and stop making stuff so complicated i'm not i don't believe common sense is so common i'm more of a fan of practical sense because you know no one uses common sense anymore you know you got people that you know it's not uh, too common you know go out like i said last week you want to go out and you know try to pet a tiger and then wonder why you get your hand gets ripped off <laughs> Eminem is the best rapper of all time. I don't know why we go through this every single. I will debate anybody on this, including you, Mastermind, you or anybody. Table, Mastermind. Eminem is the best oh, rapper of all time. Man. I don't know why we keep doing this to ourselves. We're like, no, but you know, the streets and this and that, and you know, but think about this and the albums and this and. That. Eminem is the best yeah. rapper of all time. Why are we making this more complicated than what it has to be? It is. Uh, let's, all right, fine. Who, all right, who, crazy. I, I don't know why why we do this to ourselves. They always say Jay-Z, and it's just like, all right, I get it. Like, yeah. you know, I don't get around. it. I don't get it. No, actually, because Eminem's gone through how many stuff. different eras of rapping? How many different eras has, has Eminem gone through rapping? It's still relevant. He's not Jay-Z where, okay, I need the result to selling clothes or alcohol or, or, or you know, uh, whatever. Eminem's still rapping, is and is still amazing at it. So I don't know. His craft is great. I just think it's because it's relatable, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he got some demons, and I just, when I hear him, I just get depressed as hell, so I'm not even going <laughs> to You know what I mean? Like, he's definitely a rap, but, like, it just comes to a point where I'm like, oh, man, I can't do it. Like, but, what <laughs> a, but what are these others, what are these other rappers rap about? Oh, my life sucks. When are things going to get better? Oh, man, I'm trapped in this game, or, you know, these female dogs they're running me down or like money trying to get money 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 cash hoes you know, all this stuff. it's like nah man like Eminem Eminem's, Eminem's the only dude that when he raps I feel like he's not trying to be someone else like Eminem is yeah, that's he, just who he, he is to the craft too. that's just who yeah, he, he is to the craft of rap yeah everybody else kind of like veers off being like yeah you, you know what rapping today is like? It's like if you put on a beat, it's like I don't know. Like I got some ink it's like I put in my, my pen. I put the pen on the paper. Signature, ice cream cones. 
no sprinkles. Hey, like something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, come on, man. What are you doing? Eminem's the best rapper of all time. I will debate anybody on that. This is the Lock em Up Hoops podcast, the buzzer beater. I am realistic. Randy with Mastermind and Bo Berry. Send us a tweet at Lock em Up Hoops. We'll see you next week.